Welcome to the Beacon Hill Podcast, helping you grow in your faith and shine for Christ. Thanks for joining us. Now here are your hosts, Pastor G.J. Farmer and the Beacon Hill Baptist Church staff. Well, welcome to episode two of the Beacon Hill Podcast. Uh, it's great that you're joining us. Great to be here with you today. Uh, we've had a lot of snow this week, and uh, so anyway, we were kind of wondering if we were going to get to record this week, but I'm glad that we're here today with you and that you're tuning in. Uh, if you're just listening on the audio, audio version, I'm sitting here with Jake and Joel, and uh, Jake was with us last week. We kind of did a thing where uh, Jake and Josh introduced themselves last week. I introduced myself, so Joel, why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Sure. Pastor Joel Betts, uh, I'm blessed to be the student pastor here to uh, the 6th through 12th grade students and their families. Um, my wife, Leslie, is a teacher here in town, 5th grade, and we have two little guys, Talon and Justice. Nice. I'm sure. Uh, are they enjoying the snow? Yeah. Pictures are rolling in. Oh, yeah. So they're out there. <laughs> so I was going to ask, what did you all do for... So we had a kind of like a snow day yesterday. A lot of businesses were closed. We're recording this on Tuesday uh, this week. Um, a lot of snow still today. What did you all do on the snow day? I know you all had like a ski retreat over the weekend, so you may have been tired of the snow. I don't know, but what did what did you guys end up doing? Yeah, we had the kids went outside to play a little bit, and then when that got too cold, they we just like hung out and did nothing and watched movies and stuff like that. And but yeah, our our dog was freaking out. We have a boxer named Blue, and uh, my wife. For whatever reason, she likes to buy him clothes. Uh, he's an animal. Some people he's really a dog. So let let me say, before we had kids, like we got into that. We right. had two little dogs, and right. we bought like sweaters for right. them and everything. It's like practice for yeah. children. You yeah, know? exactly. Yes, yeah, he has like a like a uh, jacket that she. What does she it say? Him, so. No, it looks cool. It looks like a North Face jacket or something. Like he's <laughs> he's fancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he was he was going around. He didn't get cold. But then when we he got to the door and when we went to take it off of him, he was like, "I'm free." And then he ran back out and started running around. So he doesn't love the uh, the yeah. jackets. It's but like, it, no, you need this blue. Him, yeah. You gotta have this, buddy. Yeah, you're gonna get cold, bro. <laughs> so. Yeah. What about you all? Did you even go out in the snow? You were on a you youth know, retreat. Yeah, we made the wise decision on the snow day to to return and travel back from yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> so we were out driving in it. Uh, so it was our, a ski retreat for those who didn't know. Yes. Yeah. For so. our high school students, we went up to Perfect North in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And then uh, at night we had Bible study and it was a great weekend. Yeah. Uh, no major injuries. I was going to say, it didn't sound like anybody got seriously hurt or anything. No, so no. that's good. We, we may have hurt other people, but <laughs> our students are good. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, so once we got in, we, we hooked that heater up and we were just trying to de-thaw. Yeah, no, I understand for sure. Uh, the, uh, the kids at our house, they wanted to, like our kids, I don't know how your alls are, but on snow days, their thing is like, they go out and in and out and in and out oh, yeah. and in. And they'll, like, go out for, like, 10 minutes. And it takes, like, an hour to get their snow clothes on and stuff. So right. it's, like, dreading, you know, yeah. dreadful trying to get all that done just for them to go out and t for 10 minutes. But they go out and in and out and in. And you get snow and then water all over the yeah, floors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, they had a blast. And the last time they were out for a good while, um, and Rhett, who is three, Yesterday was the first time that he mustered up, mustered up enough courage to go down on the sled 
So last year he didn't really even want to go out in the snow at all. So that was a big thing for him. As far as for me, like I didn't get out in the snow really at all. Like my kids, uh, Hillary, my wife, she'll buy all of this winter gear for the kids to play out. I've got like dad gear, which is like, right. if I go out, I put on like two pairs of jeans or something right. and, like, yeah. and like try to double up my socks. And then right. I'm going out in like canvas shoes. Right. It just doesn't work. So I only go out and if I have to, you know, and so Add on my, uh, <laughs> my moccasin house shoes or whatever, not waterproof. So it was a little chilly on the feet. Oh yeah. You know? Dude, I went out. I went out this morning, <laughs> barefooted in my Crocs. Like I didn't have socks on or anything, because uh-huh. I didn't. So we're still kind of in transition. We're in a rental house, and I guess my like rubber boots that I have are boxed right. up somewhere. Right. Um, so I was like, I can't get my nice shoes all like wet right. and stuff. So I was like, well, I'll just throw on these Crocs and go out. And <laughs> yeah. I flipped the uh, strap in the back because that's four wheel drive. If you do that, yeah. though. like you just flip the strap in the back on the Crocs and right. you're good to go. There you go. Sport <laughs> mode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're like, snow's so. not that cold, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these holes won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, I don't know, like we, we let this out on Thursday. I'm assuming we'll still have snow on the ground on Thursday. If you have snow where you are, hopefully. Uh, you are warm and maybe enjoying the snow uh, to some uh, degree or another. But uh, if you're on YouTube, send us a comment. Tell us what you did on the snow day. Yeah, there you go. Just like try to get some interaction. So we can have I like some that. laughs. I like yeah. that. So if you did something fun, I guess uh, yeah. On, uh, if you're seeing a reel or photo or something on Facebook, you can comment there as well. But uh, yeah, I would love to see that. Uh, this past Sunday, we were talking about how to stay on course, how to um, continue in your fresh start with God, because we had talked about that the previous week. In particular, we looked at a few uh, what I called roadblocks that could come up in our way uh, if we kind of have the wrong mentality or wrong attitude uh, when it comes to following the Lord. Our passage Sunday was from Philippians 3. I just want to read three of those verses, uh, 12 through 14. Paul writes, Not that I've already reached the goal, or I'm already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I've also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. And we talked about some of the roadblocks that um, we can have that come in our way that that kind of distract us from following uh, the Lord and doing what we need to do. And uh, the first roadblock that we had looked at is the idea of thinking that we've spiritually matured enough. Um, you know, and, and Paul, with as spiritually mature as he was, he was the one leading the churches in a lot of ways. He said, you know, I'm not perfect. I haven't reached the goal of where I want to be with the Lord. And he reiterated that several times. And, um, you know, in those comments, we can see like, Hey, if, if those who are that we would esteem as the most spiritually mature people within the church, if they haven't got to a place that they need to be yet, like certainly I haven't got to a place that I need to be yet. And really, if you look all throughout Scripture, it's clear that we're all growing. We're all all on this um, uh, road to sanctification, uh, as the Bible calls it. And so in thinking about that, um, why do you think it's so easy for people to buy into this lie or this roadblock, if you will, um, that we've spiritually matured enough and kind of feel 
okay with where they are with God and don't really see the need to go any further. What are your all's thoughts? You know, something that came to mind for me um, after the Sunday before, we were thinking about uh, the parable of the lost son, even, um, the fact that we compare our righteousness to others so much. You know, the, the, the Pharisees in that one were looking at the sinners and the tax collectors, and they, they believed themselves were righteous because they looked better on the outside. And I think it's easy for us to say, well, you know, I'm not perfect in my Christian walk, but look at that guy over there. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm, not that guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy, at least. Yeah. You know, I, I've come a long way. Uh, and so I, I think I'm pretty good with where I'm at, you know, I, or even comparing ourselves uh, to our old selves when we first came to Christ. You know, you know, I haven't arrived, but um, at least I'm not where I was. And, right. and I feel good about that, you know, and then we kind of talk ourselves into a little bit of a you know, just the status quo. I think we do that about a lot of things. Like even yeah. outside the spiritual realm, I'm thinking about things that you may see on social media where people are posting things and we compare like our families or our lives to each other's lives. And it's not a good thing to do. I'm not saying we should do that. I'm just saying we have a temptation to do that, not just in the spiritual, but in a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought about like, so I think it's human nature for us to kind of like rest on our laurels, you know, like I think like, like we've talked about, you know, with church, like we want to continue to strive to, to do the things that God wants us to do, but it's so easy to be complacent, you know, sometimes, but I think as, as a church, just in general, like just, uh, local churches, we tend to not do a great job of challenging one another. You know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of times we'll feel like, there's not really a need for us to grow. There's not an urgency for us to grow because we're not really being challenged uh, where we are. And so it's like if we avoid going to a grow group, then I don't have to hear about how I'm, you know, the things that I don't know and the things that I don't do well. Uh, I don't have to be, you know, that kind of thing. But I think if, as a church, for us personally as, at Beacon, if we can continue to uh, seek after what God wants us to do, and just for us to continue to learn what it means to be sanctified, we can challenge one another and encourage one another. And I think that'll help us to to not want to stay where we are. Yeah, I think, and, and also depending on somebody's personality, it may be tempting for us to not want to put in the work that it takes to grow. And to be clear, God is the one who actually grows us. But he grows us through, you know, time in the word, time in prayer, time with other believers. That's why scripture says all throughout, like we need these things and why um, those like Paul were pointing the church, the early church to be there for each other and to be unified together and those kind of things. Um, you know, I think about like one of my kids, um, one in particular, they like to be good at a lot of things like right away and not really put in the work. And I see that sometimes in myself, like, you know, if I try something new, like for instance, you guys have been trying to talk me into golfing and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> good at that at all, you know? And I don't know how, okay, let's go back to what Joel said a minute ago. Like in my mind, I'm thinking like, I don't know how you guys are. And if I get out there and I don't look quite as good as you guys do, as far as right. my swing or whatever, like that's not going to be. And so maybe there is a comparison thing, even with that, but also with me, it's like, 
I'm thinking like I've never golfed before. You know, do I want to put in the work that it takes to get right. good at golfing right. and stuff like that? And so, you know, maybe a little bit of the issue with this too, and I'm kind of chasing a rabbit here a little bit, but maybe a little bit of the issue is um, not valuing our relationship with the Lord enough to feel like we want to put in the work that it takes to grow. And so maybe we just get content with where we are because we're just like, hey, you know, I'm good enough with God. Like, you know, I've got as much God in my life as I want or as I think I need or whatever. And I don't want to put in that extra work. I'm a, I know for me, I'm a huge uh, procrastinator. Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of times I'll think like, oh man, yeah, I really need to do that. Yeah. And then a couple days go by and then I remember, oh yeah, I was going to start reading my Bible at this time or I was going to start praying more at this time or whatever. And it's like, you end up just pushing that, you know, down the road because it, like you said, it, it shows that we don't value our relationship with the Lord as much as we should. And we kind of have this, uh, I always, whenever I'm praying, I, I always ask forgiveness from the Lord for, uh, presuming that I can do this life by myself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, cause whether I think that consciously or not, that's what I'm saying. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm kind of kicking the can down the road, it's like it, me going, well, it's not important enough for me to really be desperate to do it. It's just something that I know that I probably should do and I'll get to it eventually. And yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, with anything like that, we have to remember, and we're going to get to this in just a minute, but what the goal ultimately is, uh, the goal isn't necessarily to read our Bibles every day. Like, yeah, that can be a goal, but that's not the main goal. The main goal is growing in Christ and seeking after Christ. Mm -hmm. And so let me just throw out a word of encouragement for everybody listening. Like, let's say that your resolution or your goal this year was to read your Bible every day or to go to church every week or to pray at a certain time each day or, you know, fill in the blank. And you're at a certain point now in the year that you've already failed on that. The temptation could be, well, see you on January 1st, you know, next year. I'll, right. I'll yeah. try again next year <laughs> yeah. when the reality is like, okay, you missed or okay, you didn't do it. Like just pick up where you left off and keep going. Like don't beat yourself up about that or don't feel like you can't do anything now because you didn't do that. And I think sometimes, and and really this is a good, I guess, segue to the next idea was sometimes we dwell on our past and get hung up on the things we didn't do so well Mm -hmm. that it cripples us or paralyzes us from doing some other things for the Lord in the future. I talked about Sunday how Paul's past could have completely ruined anything that he was trying to do for the Lord if he was so focused on that and not focused on what God was doing in his life then and wanted to do in his life in the future. And so he he mentioned in verse uh, 13, he says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. And so you know, he always has to to for, try to forget his past and put it in the past and reach for the future. And if you don't know um, Paul's past, I shared Sunday that um, he went around persecuting Christians. He killed Christians and persecuted them for their faith. And so he was one that if, you know, if anybody could look to their past and say, well, God couldn't use me, that would have been him for sure. And, you know, if we're honest, like looking at Scripture, that could have been like really anybody in scripture, the disciples. I mean, you could look at Moses or anybody. 
and you know, they're, they all had a past and I've shared this, uh, before at other places I've, I've spoke. Um, that's one of the things I love about scripture is that it doesn't hide from us people's past. And so if you really like look at what they did, you realize, Oh, God used imperfect people to accomplish his will, his plan, and to glorify him in all different ways. But in thinking about that, you know, again, we can be caught up with our past. What is a way that we could be more future minded? Like how do we take our mindset and say, we're going to think more about the future than we do about the past? Cause sometimes if I'm honest, that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, do you all have any thoughts on that? How can we be more future minded or what, what are some intentional things we can do to think about now or, or tomorrow what God could do? I think maybe, so the first thing that comes to mind is just uh, trying to be more outwardly focused. You know, I think that a lot of times we we tend to make this Christian walk just about us. And so we, we think about where we are and where we're not and, where you know, all these th- ways that we mess up. And I think that if we would focus on the community that we have with our church and just being able to see that, like, like I said, from the stage on Sunday, we're all just a bunch of mess ups here in, in one room, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, nobody's killing it at this Christian life. It's like, we're, we're all relying on Jesus. When you said, by the way, when you said that Sunday, we're all a bunch of mess ups, I said, amen. And nobody else did. And I was thinking like, people probably like, Whoa, he's got some issues. Like I, I believe that, but not enough to say amen. You know? Yeah, but yeah, I think you know if we if we did that, and then also if we keep in mind, like you know, continually coming up with ways that we can serve people, um, that we make it important to share the gospel, and we kind of can always keep that at the forefront of our minds that we're we're sinners saved by grace, and just like I'm sharing with this person that may not know Jesus, I need to hear that message myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I think just being more outwardly focused may be able to help us with that. Yeah. Sure. Other thoughts? Uh, you know, what came to mind to me is, um, you know, on my best days when I'm, I'm in God's word and after my quiet time, I, I normally end it with thinking about, I, I draw this arrow uh, pointing forward and kind of what, that I read today, how is it pushing me forward to follow today? And, and you know, after a sermon on Sunday or, or reading God's Word, um, we know that we shouldn't just be hearers of the Word, but we, we need to be doers. And how are we going to take what we've learned and apply it today, apply it to our family's future? You know, how is God's Word uh, propelling us forward? Because it's always, you know, it calls us to remember great things that God has done but it's always pushing us forward to remember those things. So it spurs us on to do something great for him, for the kingdom, to glorify him. Uh, and so on my best days, yeah, I always just think of that arrow, you know, what am I moving forward with today? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I, you know, a lot of people maybe take some time to reflect on that. Uh, like if they journal or things like that, I think a good indicator also is something we talked about a little bit last week has to do with our attitudes and just our overall like feeling about life. One of the things for me, if I'm like, if I have more pessimism than optimism, sometimes Mm -hmm. the pessimistic side of me tends to 
like look more at the past and look more at, you know, things that I'm like, well, that won't happen or that couldn't happen in the future. Mm -hmm. And so if you start to look down on your future, then it causes you to, I think, to dwell in the past more. And a little bit of that I think has to go with, at least this is my experience. I found myself being more pessimistic when I consume media and other things that are that way. Like for instance, I went through, uh, early in my ministry, I went through a phase where I was listening to a lot of, uh, Christian media, um, that were, these people were like really downing churches, uh, for different things. And granted, these were some ridiculous things that some, some quote unquote churches were doing that really churches shouldn't be doing. But in doing that, it caused my mind to always be like pessimistic and looking for the negative and looking for, you know, why somebody shouldn't be doing that or why what I'm doing is better or whatever. And I think for me, when I get in that pessimistic mindset, I'm always like down about the future and down about other things and what God could do through me or could do through the church. And it causes me to just not think clearly. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you all, I mean, do you all feel the same way or not? I mean, I don't know. That may just be a unique thing for me. No, that's just you, man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to be down about that all day. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> the only amen in yeah. the room right there. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely think that that plays a lot into it. You know, like um, the things that we put into our mind and we, things that we go that go into our mind go into our heart, and we start to believe those things the more that we we see them. And so, I'm I'm like you, where I you know I tend to see something great that God has done somewhere else, and because of like I, I think probably jealousy or something like that, I tend to think like well. That that's probably not genuine, or that's probably you know I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know if God could do is really doing that, or if that's just propaganda or something like that. And so, I, I definitely know where you're coming from there, where you're. It's just kind of like when you continually listen to people who are critical and who are you know that sort of thing. It kind of takes over your mindset. Um, so yeah, you're not alone. Okay. Good. <laughs> appreciate that. Now, now I'll feel more optimistic. Exactly. Yeah. You. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so one of the other things that we mentioned that we can kind of get out of balance is, uh, and this was another roadblock is forgetting that Christ is the ultimate goal. Specifically what Paul wrote was I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. So in other words, uh, everything that has to do with being in Christ, like all the the blessings and glory that he would receive one day in heaven when his sanctification was complete. Um, but ultimately, I think for us in this day and time, we can boil that down to that Christ is the ultimate goal, like being with him and everything that we receive, all the blessings we receive by being in Christ. That is the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And so when we're pursuing Christ, first and foremost, then everything else will fall in line. But I think we all know, as you said, um, we're, we're not, I mean, we're all kind of mess ups in our own ways. And because of that, we get our goals and the destination of our journey, some kind sometimes out of balance. And I was wondering kind of how can we like identify when that's happening in our lives and what are some signs maybe that we're aiming at the wrong goal? Like what are some things that 
for all of us today that we can think about how can we assess our lives and make sure that Christ is the goal instead of career or family even or, uh, you know, popularity or anything like that that we may be pursuing. Um, what are some ways that we can kind of identify that, those things? Yeah, I know that. So, like you said, we have a unique thing where we work at a church. And so a lot of our career goals can line up with some of those goals with seeing. But I would even say with ministry, sometimes ministry becomes like, oh, yeah, for sure. it's a different, like it's a different thing. Like yeah. it, you can be doing ministry or be doing the things of the church yeah. and not be pursuing Christ. Right. So I, I, yeah, I think that, you know, sometimes as pastors for sure, but really as, as Christians who are involved in the church and that sort of thing, like you said, we can make attendance our goal, like that, that we think that, okay, if we're growing numerically, that means that we're, we're doing what God wants us to do or, you know, we can see uh, just different things that are happening and think that, that maybe we're not, you know, God's not moving because of these physical things that we don't see. And I think that the same way with our life as far as career, family, all those things, if we're looking for ways to be thankful to the Lord for those things and, you know, how can, how can I use the job that you've given me, the money that you're providing me, in order to glorify you and then how can I see you moving through those things? I think it helps keep that into proper perspective. Um, when we can get in trouble is when, like you said, when, when that becomes our focus and we think, okay, our life is kind of made or broken by how well we're doing with certain things. Or if I have an issue going on with somebody in my family or my kids are misbehaving, or if I'm doing, you know, this type of thing, you know, we can look at it and say that, that we're failures or that, you know, that, that this isn't, we're not living up to that standard when really God wants us to just, like you said, be, be pursuing that goal always of, of Christ-like behavior and, and him. And, um, so I think, yeah, like it's a dangerous thing whenever you don't have things in proper, mm -hmm. proper order as far as how important they are in your life. Well, and you know, I think, I think one of the things that we do in our lives is if we don't have things in the right order, when something happens, like when we see in the Bible how things got removed from Job's life and other people's life, if something happens and that thing that we're making as our goal gets removed, then we may be quick to turn our backs on God or to blame God or be angry at God. And I don't know... Um, if you all have been in that position before where that's been kind of tempting, I know at different points in my life, you know, like when my dad, uh, passed away, um, it was a, that was a point that I could have, you know, really questioned God. Um, and I think during COVID was another time that a lot of people just felt stressed and didn't know about the future. And that would have been another time that, we could have seen like whatever our goals in front of us were kind of pulled at, pulled back away from us. And ultimately, you know, everything that we have should be pursuing Christ. Ultimately the, um, eternal things in life are really the only things that last. And then it's easy to sit here on a podcast and say that, <laughs> but like the day in and day out of living, we have to just make sure that 
we really are pursuing Christ first and foremost because anything else in life that we have is not certain. Um, what other thoughts do you guys have? I think something I've noticed uh, the older I get, you know, I, uh, I was a pastor's kid, you know, as soon as I was able to be at church, I was there. And so I've noticed over the years, I've, I'll see God do great things, good things, but an attitude will come up in my mind, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. Mm-hmm. That instead of delighting in what God's doing, mm-hmm. instead I'll be critical and think, man, I, I can't believe they did it that way. They, they wore that while they did that, or they did it in that style. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. And instead, you know, I will let my preferences uh, be a stumbling block over what God is doing instead mm-hmm. of delighting, hey, I don't care how they did that as long as they're keeping close to the gospel and not compromising you know, they're reaching people. They di- they're different than me. It doesn't look the same as maybe I would have done it. Uh, but the mission of God's being done. But instead, I'll, I'll let uh, just my personal preferences be more important uh, than the kingdom work. So I like what you mentioned there because it also takes it out of the personal. And it's something that all of us as a church can remember that we're all in this together. And so even whether we're talking about us personally, like with our preferences or even from like church to church, like we're all in this kingdom work together. And so it may look a little different from church to church or from person to person. Um, But if Christ is the ultimate goal and kingdom minded is the ultimate goal, then we realize, Hey, you know, the gospel is the main thing and we are to proclaim the gospel and to keep the gospel front and center. And, Um, I had a pastor friend of mine who used to say, God has called us to be brothers and sisters, not identical twins. And so I like that saying, it may be cliche. I don't know if you all have ever heard that before, but I do like that saying because it reminds us like we're all different, you know, and, and we're, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as we wrap up today, I hope you've been encouraged a little bit and thinking about, uh, spiritual maturity and spiritual growth. And really those first two things with dwelling on the past and spiritual maturity, really, if we get our goal as Christ and keep our goal as Christ, I think those other two things kind of are taken care of uh, in that. But all of these are are things we have to watch out for. And so for you, maybe you've got one of these roadblocks in your life you have to consider. Uh, Maybe there's something else that's kind of blocking your way that may be related to something like this or maybe something else. All of these things are things we have to watch out for because if they get in our way of our relationship with the Lord, uh, if we're not watching out for them, sometimes um, it can be a huge deal and uh, really affect uh, multiple facets in our lives. And we don't know it until, like we talked about last week, maybe we hit rock bottom or something, and uh, certainly we don't want to do that. The main main thing I think of with that is just what Paul said about, you know, he learned in all things to be content. And the reason why he could be content was because he was satisfied in Christ. Yeah. And so no matter where we are as a church or even in our personal career, family, all those things, we can, we can be content. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you all joining us today. We'll be back here next week for the Beacon Hill podcast. We hope you have a great week. You've been listening to the Beacon Hill podcast. For more information about Beacon Hill Baptist Church, visit beaconhillbaptist.com.